You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. What is going on, my good people? Welcome welcome to the Aftermath Season 2, Episode 2. I am your host tonight, CJ Jones, and I'm here with my good buddy, my friend. I haven't spoke to him in a while. I know you guys are interested to hear his voice and my voice. Christopher, the God, Sam Penny. Chris, how you doing, my guy? Dude, CJ, it's awesome to be back. I'm ready for this season two. I'm just ready for football season, man. It's finally here. Bro, fans have been asking for us. I've had a lot of my family members and my friends ask us when we're dropping some new episodes. They've been fiending and needing us, bro. So everybody's definitely been in the wait for us. I'm excited. You're excited. I can't wait for Sunday, bro. We even got football on tomorrow. So this is just, it's like Christmas week for me. So I'm, I'm hype every day. Right, right. This is kind of like why we had to record it because it's like Christmas Eve for me. I'm already ready for Thursday, Bucks, Cowboys. I don't know how good of the game it's going to be, but I'm already ready for it to start. I needed to get some football content, and what better way than to preview the AFC champions, Kansas City Chiefs, starting off the year at home against the Cleveland Browns, man. How, how do, I don't even know where to start with this game. There's so much to unpack. It's just... Where do you want to start? How do you think to see this game shaping up? So many storylines, bro. I guess we could start off with new faces. So there's a lot of new faces that are going to be in the building for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns. I guess for, for our state, we're, we'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs. So we all, as everyone knows, we have brand new offensive line, five brand new guys, Orlando Brown at left tackle, Joe Tooney at left guard, Creed Humphrey at center. We got Trey Smith, the dog, at right guard, and we got Lucas Niang at right tackle. So brand Let's new stop. line. Let's stop there real quick. How do you? How confident do you feel in that group? I think that's the biggest question. How confident do you feel in those five right now? I love the left side. I love them because like mm-hmm. we all know Joe Tooney's a dog. He's one of the best guards in the league. He got paid for a reason when he came over here to the Chiefs in free agency. We made a, a big deal trade to go get Orlando. He's definitely one of the better young tackles in the league. So that side I'm very confident in. I, I have – I think most people would agree we've said this pretty much the offseason that Trey Smith is probably going to be the steal of the draft because we all know he's a first-round talented guy. He just had the – health issues in the draft so i'm very confident in the left side overall i love the group i just want to see them in action as much as i'm sure you want to as well right and I, i'm kind of the same way where i if i'm being completely honest the only person that i feel 100 percent good about is joe tooney because again he's an all pro left guard he's done this for years and there's no reason not to trust his abilities and not to say that i don't trust the abilities of the other four it's just that Orlando Brown is he has played some left tackle in his career, but he is primarily a right tackle prior to this year. True, so there will true. be some some growing periods there. And then anytime you're starting three rookies, regardless of how good they looked, and yes, Trey Smith already looks like if they did a redraft today without him even playing an actual down in the middle of football, he'd go around. You know, he'd go in the second, third round. I think at the lowest he would go. You know, like exactly. he's already made that much of a name for himself. But there's a difference between training camp and preseason games than the real thing so i'm still <laughs> i'm still just you know i i i i'm normally an optimist and I, I like to think i'm still optimistic about this team i just i need to see it first i need to see a couple games i need to see how they hold up obviously there's going to be some ups and downs with five new completely line new complete linemen but um i think by the end of the year we'll feel you know it'll be for sure we'll feel 
100 percent on this team it just may take a little bit to get there exactly i'm sure a lot of other teams probably feel that way too a lot of a lot of other defenses are definitely going to be out to get us because they see that left side as with the veterans and from the center on to the right you see a lot of youth there so mm-hmm. i think i think the stat was this offseason someone told me that the chiefs are the first team to are the only team in the league to have three essential essentially three rookies starting because we know lucas niang didn't get to play last year due to injury right. so essentially right. the Chiefs are the only team to have three rookies starting so it's definitely going to be a first and definitely going to be an exciting year, but I'm excited for that group. But is there any other new faces that you're excited to see? Both Either side of the ball, offense, defense, who else are you excited to see this year? Um, I, I think a guy that's kind of gone a little bit under the radar is Jaron Reed, um, mainly not even because of his individual play. While I think he's going to be good and he's going to be a solid defensive tackle, I really like – that he allows Chris Jones to move out to primarily a defensive end. Me too. That's I'm where good. I think his biggest impact is for, for Reed. Not Again, not to say that he's not going to contribute in as a defensive lineman, but giving that depth there to where you can put a Chris Jones, because that's what this team's been missing for a few years, is another defensive end opposite of Frank Clark, and now they fixed it in-house with Chris Jones moving there. And, and so a lot of the credit goes to Reed allowing them to do that. No, I, lo- I love the J. Ron Reed move. I think everybody around Chiefs Kingdom University agreed with that move when we saw that come across mm-hmm. our phones back in the summer. So another great steal by Veach. I would say another new face, or not really a new face, but a guy that I'm excited to see that we saw a little bit last year, but we're definitely going to see his role grow tremendously more this year. Uh, mine would be Willie Gay. He was my breakout player for the year for the Chiefs this year. Unfortunately, we know he has to deal with the turf toe injury, mm-hmm. which sucks because now they've had to put him on IR, which you have to miss a minimum of three games. I think I'm correct. So right, I think, yeah. So three games. So um, I definitely we're gonna have to wait a little bit for him. So we'll probably see him back to his normal self around the end of the month or October. But uh, him for sure. But if I had to pick someone due to injury, another new face for this defense that I'd be excited to see. Mine would be Mike Hughes. I think Mike Hughes mm-hmm. is gonna have a good, a good impact on the secondary. Obviously, we all of us wanted to see Breland come back, but unfortunately, due to contract negotiations, he moved on to Minnesota. And uh, ironically, we got a corner from Minnesota. So <laughs> that was that's right. so. Um, Mike Hughes definitely – I went, I went up to St. Joe with Caleb and a lot of the other Arrowhead Live guys, and Mike Hughes looked good. So as, as far as what I've seen in preseason, he's physical. He's a veteran guy. He's been in the league, so he knows what he's doing. So I know he's ready to play on the big stage. So he would be another guy that I'm excited to see. The DB group overall, I'm excited to see, and specifically the corners, because if you see our schedule, Chris, we got a lot of good receiving cores we go up this year, buddy. Mm-hmm. A lot of good ones. Yeah, I'm glad you kind of just jumped right into that because the schedule is, I think it's been underrated. Like, people aren't giving the schedule the Chiefs are playing enough credit. I've been listening to some things, and, like, people are saying there's not as many games that they feel the Chiefs could even lose. But, like, you look at you look at the first, what, seven weeks, and you're like, there's probably six playoff teams in the, you know, with, with the Philly being the only team in those first seven weeks that don't have playoff aspirations this year. And it's like, it's a it's quite the stretch again. Part of the re- issue with that stretch is the new line. Again, I think at the end of the year they're going to be fine, but there are going to be some growing pains. And to play, to play the Browns, to play the Ravens and Chargers, and uh, the football team with their defensive line, and the Titans with their offense. Like, there's a lot of high power teams they're playing on. So, and I didn't even mention the Bills, and that's Week Five. Like, all those teams are playing early. It's gonna we're really going to see how good this Chiefs team is early because of that schedule that they have to go through. No, that schedule, it's a gauntlet, bro. Like you said, the first right. half is crazy. The, essentially, the 
the, the two teams in the AFC that people are expecting to compete with us, and essentially three, to be honest, are we play Buffalo, we play Tennessee, and we play Cleveland. And it seems like every year we play Tennessee, this is what our third year straight playing them. So every time we play Tennessee, it's always a classic, a good matchup. That uh, Washington game is going to be sneaky tough because exactly. we got to go out there to D.C. And me and you both agree that's probably arguably the best D-line in football with Chase Young and John Allen and a lot of those other guys and Montez Sweat. And they, they got a lot of dogs over there on defense. So traveling out to the East Coast to deal with them boys for four quarters is going to be tough. And like you said, we just we play Baltimore again in Baltimore. And I know I know we have their number, but I know they're hungry and they're pissed off to play at us. Sammy Walker right. plays for them now, so he's going to want to get back at us as well. So there's just like you said, there's really no other than that Philly game. There's like no slouch in the first half of the season. Tennessee's a playoff team. Buffalo's a playoff team. I think most people are, are calling the Chargers this year. They're trying to get a wild card this year. Cleveland right. is a team that we've been battling with last year and now this year as well. So Washington's really good, and then Baltimore is obviously a team that's not going anywhere. So. The, the, that's just the first half of the schedule, people. We haven't even gotten to the, the meat of the schedule. <laughs> exactly. that's the first seven. So, like you said, we're going to earn the our O line is going to earn that check this year for sure. But hey, they got they got some work cut out for them. Right, and I would like to encourage any fans of the Chiefs. And again, n- no one's going to bet this. No, I'm not predicting this. But say the Chiefs drop a game or two early, and they're sitting at two and two or three and two or whatever. Again, I don't I don't know how likely that is, but it's not. It's it's definitely possible just because of the level of competition. Absolutely. Don't freak out. Like we can't have this freak out of oh, no, you no, know that's gonna, you know that's going to happen, bro. I know, yeah. but I'm trying to get ahead of it, dude. I, and again, it may not even happen. They may, you know, they they, they have there's you know there's talk about 20 and for good reason. They have the roster and the quarterback and the offense and had, they have all the pieces to potentially do that. But they also have a schedule to where they lose a couple games early. So I kind of just want everyone to take a deep breath if if it does happen and realize. Still have all these pieces. A couple ga- the Patriots used to lose two of their first four all the time. Exactly. So uh, again, it's it, not going to be the end of the world. This team is still going to be a one or two seed at the end of the season in the AFC and one of the Super Bowl favorites. So that just I I need to get that off my chest. You know, make make my plea to the Chiefs fan base. I know it's probably going to fall on deaf ears because that's how <laughs> it works nowadays. But had to get it out there. No, you're right, buddy. I think most people need to realize that point. You're speaking the truth that it's September football. September football is not is, does not win you Super Bowls. What teams play their best ball is usually you want to play your best in December, leading into January when the playoffs start. So September, if you drop a couple, yeah, you're going to be upset because nobody wants to lose. But losing a game in September doesn't ruin your season. It's not like college football where one game can ruin your season. So, And they added a week this year, people. There's 17 games this year. So you have that extra game. So no more eight and eights anymore. So – it's an odd number, so it's, it's definitely going to be a fun year. We got a lot of good teams on our schedule, and me and Chris are definitely going to break some more down. But I guess we could uh, start off with our opponent. Um, who are you, Not I would say, not most concerned about, but who would give you more so, who are you more like more so excited to see come match up against us um, September 12th versus the Cleveland Browns? So, yeah, you know, getting away from the schedule talk and focusing more on the Browns, like you said, the the big again we keep coming back to this and I you know I'm not tr- I'm not trying to but this is how the episode is going it, again it comes down to Miles Garrett against the offensive line that is the biggest matchup Fine. I know people can talk about the running and we I'm sure we will of Cleveland and Baker Mayfield and whatnot the biggest matchup to me is Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney and how they do and how much pressure they're able to get across the line because we all know Miles Garrett that dude is a dog that dude is a top three defensive end in man football, in my opinion. Of the year he's he's coming for it for sure <laughs> so that that's that for me is the, is the biggest thing to keep an eye on is how the Chiefs do 
blocking Miles Garrett. No, you're right, bro. I mean, mostly we all saw the top 100 list this summer. And even before that, we all know how much of a uh, animal and how much of a freak that Miles Garrett is. So, and that team, that deep line, and that whole defense is going to be pissed off. And they got a lot of guys coming back that didn't get to play last year, just like we did as well. There, they got a lot of new faces as well. So, um, that's definitely will be the, the biggest matchup. Obviously, that's the easy piece. And don't forget Olivier Vernon as well. He's still on their roster. So, they got three legit pass rushers. And now Clowney's a two, which is a much better position for him. So, our old line is definitely going to have to earn it this um, this week for sure. My matchup would be non-main story as a D-line. My matchup would be how do our DBs match up against their offense mm. because now Odell Beckham Jr. is healthy now. He's back. Right. We all know how upset he was. He didn't get to play in the game because of due to injury. So now he's back. Rashard Hollywood Higgins is healthy and confident. Jarvis Landry is still there. Austin Hooper is still there. And we all know Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is the best tandem for running backs in the NFL Baker Mayfield still confident. Stefanski's still there. That offense is going to be much more confident coming into Arrowhead now than they were in January of this year. So I'm excited to see how our DBs hold up because I know most people don't think Odell is the same guy he used to be. All it takes is a couple of games or a couple of plays to break out a game, whether it be a 30-yard pass or a 40-yard bomb, just to take the top off the coverage to make your secondary have to back up and respect them. So having a guy like that is the ultimate X factor for Cleveland. I know their fans are excited to see him. And that would be my probably one of my favorite non favorite non main story matchups to see how our secondary matches up against their receiving core, right? And a big part of that will be as of recording this on Wednesday night, Tyron Matthew is still not passed COVID protocol. He is still he currently not able to practice. Yep, you're right. And that's he. That, there's no way to sugarcoat. That's he. That's you. You know, you're maybe your third most important player on the team or fourth most important player. If he's unable to go, that secondary, like, that changes had, everything. That changes absolutely everything, especially with the weapons they have. This becomes, this goes from a maybe that you'll see the Browns, you know, their identity is running the ball, even though they have these great weapons. They, their identity is running the ball with their great offensive line and their two running backs. You take Tyron Matthew out of there and, you know, Odell and Landry and Njoku and, um, What's the uh, Hooper? That Hooper, those yeah. those guys start start eating a little bit more, and it's very and they become even harder to defend. So we'll have to keep an eye on the status of Tyron Matthew because it. I already think there's potential for a shootout, even if he does play. We're for sure going to see some thirties if Tyron doesn't play. <laughs> Absolutely, that's definitely a thing that everyone's been keeping on. We saw the alerts come out today that he failed the test in the previous couple of days, so he had to go into COVID protocols, and he did not practice today, which means he still hasn't passed through protocols either. I think when he – now, there has been a report he is vaccinated. So the apparently from from what I know, I'm, and I've been kind of confused. I was trying to get your take on it too, Chris, especially because it's kind of similar to Zach Martin's case in Dallas. If you're vaccinated, I, I thought the rule was if you are vaccinated, if you had no symptoms, you were able to test negative in two days, you could come back. But if you do have symptoms, and I think you had to wait the full five days, am I correct? Or, you, or, or is that's that's my understanding of the rule too? Is that with him being vaccinated, and I think he has no symptoms, he just has to have two negative uh, tests. two negative tests in twenty four hour period. So I mean, I think so. He has to, he has to have. I guess it could go to Saturday, Saturday morning, especially with it being a three twenty five kickoff. I mean that, that I don't even know if they try to play him if that happens. So I, I would I would set the deadline for almost Friday. You know exactly. That's that's, that's probably the last walkthrough day because usually most right. teams get ready to travel on 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 Saturdays and Fridays and Fridays like walkthrough day and Saturdays travel day. But this being right. like week one and we're home, so I'm sure they'll probably do a little extra work Saturday if Andy or whatever he he does their routine or their schedule is. But that's definitely something to keep an eye out for. So you know, hopefully we're 
we're all crossing our fingers. Hopefully he gets to practice and get at least get back into the building tomorrow, yeah. if if not Friday. But if anything, we definitely are our thoughts and our prayers are with Tyron. We want him out there. We need the honey budger out there. He's our, our leader of our defense, the heart and soul of the team. He gets everyone going. So we definitely want to see him out there. So but um, moving forward, definitely some other good matchups that we want to see across the league. Is there anything else that's exciting you about this NFL season? Obviously, we know the Chiefs have a good shot to win it all this year. Any other storylines, anything else you're excited to see this year? Um, I, I did want to stay with the Chiefs for a little bit just because I think something we haven't talked about is, again, jumping back, we mentioned initially with Willie Gay being hurt. So Nick Bolton's going to see some snaps now. However many snaps that he plays this week, and especially the first two weeks, because Willie Gay being out, don't I wouldn't take too much into that because we all know Nick Bolton is a run first linebacker, and the first two teams they play are run heavy teams in the Browns and the Ravens. Even if Willie Gay say he misses in a more extended period, it's not just the three weeks. Be prepared to see more. I'm just out here throwing, you know, PSAs to the fan base, trying to not let them know what's going to no, happen. <laughs> ben Neiman's going to play against non. Ben Neiman's going to play regardless. Exactly. He's going to play even more than Nick Bolton against non-run heavy teams like the Ravens and the and the Browns. So just even if Nick Bolton goes out and shows out a little bit in these first two weeks, which I don't, I don't, I don't even know quite what to expect, just because of how talented the offensive lines and the run games are of these first two opponents. Even regardless of how well Nick Bolton performs, it's probably still going to be a lot like Willie Gay last year to where we're not going to see, you know, it's going to see him few and far between. He's going to get some some snaps, but it's not going to be a prominent role in his rookie year. That's just kind of how the Chiefs run their linebackers. So No, we I know everyone's definitely – we all saw training camp. We all saw preseason of the, the lineups when we saw Willie out there with Nick or whether it was Hitch and Willie or whether it was Hitch and, and Nick. We all we all know the future of this linebacking core is going to be hopefully sooner rather than later is going to be Nick Bolton and Willie Gay. But for the time being, Ben Neem is going to get his snaps. I know everyone gets frustrated at times with the things he does, whether it be pre-snap or post-snap or going after <laughs> certain plays. Just we we is we're used to it by now. It's like the um I know I heard one player uh, do press conference this week, not for the Chiefs, but for another team. I forgot what player it was. He said it's kind of like the um the redheaded stepchild. Like we, yeah. we all, we all know it's something that we don't want to see, but it's something that we're, <laughs> we're used to it. We're used to it at this point. There's a lot of things that we kind of get frustrated about, and it's not just Ben. There's other guys on the team that are good players, but they kind of make you pull your hair out a little bit when they do a lot of routine, routine things that they're not supposed to be doing that they know that they they're better at that. So, um, no, yeah, we're definitely going to be used to Ben. He's going to be out there. Um, I'm excited to see Juan Thornhill. I know yeah. I think everyone wants to see him bounce back. I know I was excited to see him get his interception in the preseason just to see him get his hand on the ball and make a play again and look like himself uh the knee injury definitely it's always it's always the year after the year after is when a guy really starts to feel like himself again so last year was kind of a little bit of a, a dog it out year I had to grind it out for one coming off the knee injury now i think this year we're going to see that guy that we saw his rookie year i think he's going to get back to that form i think he's definitely going to get a lot of reps obviously dirty dan's going to get the, the the second safety snap next to tyrant so those are going to be the main two guys and then we have other. We have a lot of other good safeties in the room. They brought back Jordan Lucas. Armani Watts is on the roster as well. So there's a lot of good guys in that safety. Me and personally, I've, I've been saying this all offseason that the safety group is the best, is the best, the deepest group on the team, in my opinion. Because you have starters at almost like all four or five guys. I'm very comfortable with those guys being out there. Some rather deep, some rather short, but I'm rather, I'm comfortable with all of them. So um, I'm definitely excited to see how our secondary goes, especially with. Tyron Matthews' uh, status up in the air, that's definitely going to be a major, a major concern. We, we really hope he's out there. But if he's not, 
that's definitely going to put a test on our secondary. I know Stefanski and Baker Mayfield are going to try to dial up some plays, especially for guys like Odell Beckham, to try to take take advantage of that, not having that dominant safety across the middle. Right, right. And real quick, I, I Jordan Lucas is on the Bears now. Oh, he's Jordan Lucas. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. There's, there's always so much shuffle on that secondary group, you know, year to year, team to team. Um, I do want to – so – if you're, if you let's make predictions for this game. I'm saying the Honey Badger does play. What's the final score? I think he, I think he does play too. Um, let's 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 get our officials. You know how we got to do our over under. Let's see right. what we got it at now. For the uh, game, they have. All right, what do they have the Chiefs at right now for the what's the over under? They right, have. It'll be interesting to see what this line is. I'm sure. I'm sure. Again, it's it's going to move depending on Tyron's. Oh yeah, it's, it's definitely going to move. We're we're still like what four games out right now as it stands today. They had the Chiefs as a six point favorite, so essentially a tough down a touchdown favorite at home. Um, I think I think that's a solid line, but we know how the Chiefs are. The Chiefs rarely cover, so um, could I mean I, I definitely could see the, the Chiefs winning a game a game by six. But since it's the first game of the year. Brand new offensive line, a defensive unit that's pretty much intact. They just added some new pieces like. Grant Delpit's playing for them this year. Greedy Williams is playing. That those guys were on the team last year. They just didn't get to play due to injury. So I, I, I would, I would, I would take the the under on that. Like I don't want to say six points just because it's the a new line first week, a D line that's really hungry, a team that's really hungry, and I think this game is going to be much closer than people think. So I would definitely take the under on that. Final score. Ooh, that's going to be an iffy. Let me see what the what, what is fifty three. Fifty three is the points. Fifty three. Ooh. 53. So what do they have right now? Oh, I think I think they moved it, but they got 55 now. Yeah, I that it's gonna Ooh. keep moving up because I think I think it's, I think it's low. <laughs> I think I, I even even I mean obviously with even with all the additions that the Browns made, they brought in like Troy Hill and, and Josh Johnson in their secondary to go with Clowney and and all those guys on the D line. So while their defense is better, we're still talking about the Kansas City Chiefs here. I mean Patrick Mahomes is going to put up points. Sorry to steal this away. I'm going 34-31 over over on the on the points under on the uh, or taking the taking the Browns though as far as uh, the Chiefs' inability to cover. But if the Chiefs win 34 to 31. That's my guess. No, I agree with that. I would say uh, if I if I had to do a score, I'm gonna go right at 55. I'm gonna go 31-24. But I'm but I'm definitely. Um... It's like I, I would definitely take. I, I say I, I I really think Cleveland can score thirty, but I don't think they score thirty this week. There you go. Uh, hey, I hope not. I hope not. Like like I say, it's like I think that team is going to be better than than like I think they're going to meet their expectations. I think they're going to be a good playoff team this year, but I don't think they're ready enough to come in the Arrowhead and beat and beat Patrick Mahomes. So um, I, I'm 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 gonna call it right now. For now, I'm I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with thirty-one to twenty-four. I'm I'm gonna give them the over if we can get a touchdown and get the dub. I think we may get a. A game-winning touchdown, whether it be in the late, late in the fourth, early third, I think that takes over the game. But I, I think our right. offense is just still too much for him at the end of the day. I want to take the under, but I, I believe in this offense a lot, so I'm gonna go 31-24. Right, right. No, I, I, I think it's gonna put some points. I know, I know that some people don't know if the Browns can can score, but again, with Willie Gay out and Tyron's, uh, you know, up in the air and exactly some newer, some newer, you know, I say some newer corners because of Hughes and. And uh, Baker get time, but it's still Fenton Ward and and Snead out there. So I mean, it's just again, it, I I could see the Browns scoring seventeen points. I could see the Browns scoring thirty five points. Like it's, I just don't really know what Chiefs defense is going to show up. What I do know is that the Chiefs off the Chiefs offense is going to show up and and 
that has uh, shootout potential. Exactly. It's def- week ones are always kind of always kind of funny. Teams that you don't expect to play well play amazing. Teams that you do expect to go out there and play lights out don't live up to the standards. So week one is, is always is always a funny time. But one thing, Chiefs Keenan, we all know we don't never doubt Andy Reid in September. Andy Reid in the Chiefs in September is almost money in the bank. So we all know how, how good the Chiefs can be. So I'm definitely excited for Sunday. I know you're excited for Sunday. Um, I will be in the building. By the grace of God, thank you to some of my people that took care of me. I will be at Arrowhead. So if you guys – let me know if you guys can see this and you guys can tweet at me, DM me, inbox, whatever. If you guys want to meet up, let me know what sections you're in. I know everybody's going to be tailgating. I'm definitely going to be out there early, so I'm excited to see all of Chiefs Kingdom, all of our fans, anybody that wants to engage with us, talk to us, take pictures, do all that. I'm excited just to see Arrowhead at a full capacity again. So I can't wait. I went to the preseason game versus the Vikings, which was so much fun just to see all the people out there. So – I can only imagine how crazy it's going to be um, Sunday, September 12th, when we play the Browns at, at 325, people. That's not a noon kickoff at 325. But uh, I guess that's it for tonight, people. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate everyone for listening to us. And like I, again, like I said again, you can ask me or Chris. You can add us at anything on Twitter. My, uh, my handle is at CGG81, and I will definitely post this episode soon. You can get at my uh, co-host, Chris. Uh, C10Penny88. You guys can definitely DM us, add us, add us any questions, um, advice for the show, topics, things you want to talk about. I would definitely um, be at the game if you guys want to have any questions and take pics and meet up. Um, definitely get at me. Um, for now, I will see you guys Sunday. Thank you for tuning in. And always, go Chiefs. To the Chiefs kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Woo! Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!